Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. It's football time. This is the Energy Pellets of America pregame sports talk. Presented by your local Toyota dealers. Pregame sports talk is brought to you by your local Toyota dealers. Visit buyatoyota.com for all Toyota offers. Toyota, let's go places. Yingling Lager, spread your wings. Rising Star Casino in Rising Sun, Indiana, where you can play, stay, and get away. CBTS, a Cincinnati Bell Company. Technology solutions for business. Your tri-state Chevy dealers. Check out their award-winning lineup only at your tri-state Chevy dealer. Miami Valley Gaming. Get ready to get lucky at Miami Valley Gaming. Nixco Plumbing. Don't go to the average Joe. Call Nixco, the healthcare management group, providing greater healthcare for greater Cincinnati. Stone Statements. Bring your dream kitchen to life. StoneStatements.com. Logan Services, the home of fast-friendly services. Logan Services. Performance Kings Honda. They'll put a smile on your face. Every customer, every vehicle, every day. And by Energy Pellets of America. Premium wood pellet fuel for stoves and boilers. Visit by heating. We the best on three. One, two, three. We the best. On 700 WLW, the home of the best Bengals coverage. Are your Cincinnati Bengals about to seize the moment? About to become the new standard bearer in the AFC North? Are your Cincinnati Bengals ready to swipe that away from the team that has beaten them up like a big brother all these years? Uh, the little brother and the big brother. About to get into a fight where the little brother emerges victorious. Yes, this is the AFC North. Yes, this is 2018. And your Cincinnati Bengals have a chance to start this season 3-0. and Welcome to the Energy Pellets of America pregame show. Presented by your greater Cincinnati Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. I'm Ken Brew, taking you right up to... The pregame show beginning at 1130 today. Let's talk a little stats before we get into a little meat, because it's always better to have the appetizer before the meal. Let's look at what history has told us about teams and starts and playoffs. Now, often we've talked about bad starts and how it would affect a team, whether or not it makes the playoffs. But this year, the conversation is a bit different. This year, it's about a Cincinnati Bengals team that is so far undefeated and today goes for its third win against the Carolina Panthers. A team that starts 3-0 in the NFL historically since 1990, more than a generation ago, a team that starts 3-0 makes the playoffs 74% of the time. And dare we dream, a team that starts the season 3-0 makes it to the Super Bowl Wins the Super Bowl 10% of the time. Since 1990, 138 NFL teams have started the season with a 3-0 record. 138. 14 have won the Super Bowl. That's what's on the list today for your Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Bengals. We also have the Cincinnati Reds later on today, by the way. We're sports wall-to-wall. 
But as this, this game begins today, there are several questions, I think, that are legitimate that we need to ask. One, can this Bengals team survive without Joe Mixon? Two years ago, it didn't know Joe Mixon from Joe Dokes. But now Joe Mixon is on the scene and is the premier running back on this team and in large part dictates how well this offense goes. Joe Mixon is out today, maybe out for the next couple of weeks, just had knee surgery. In his stead, you have Gio Bernard. Gio Bernard is a very good running back, but is Gio Bernard a 20, 23, 25 carry a game running back? And if he is, can he be as effective as Mixon? And if they have to use him in that sense, then what does that take away from other things that this team wants to do? It's a major question in today's game. The offensive line last week, one week ago Thursday night against the Baltimore Ravens, allowed none, zero, not a sacks. This from an offensive line that at best looked shaky throughout the preseason, particularly the two guys that play on the right side of that line. Now the starting center is out. Billy Price has a foot injury. The rookie from Ohio State, Billy Price. He will not play today in Carolina. It leads to other questions. With that, without Mixon, then whom steps up? Well, Tyler Boyd looked pretty good last Thursday night. Maybe it'll be him. Maybe, it just maybe will be the same old song and dance. A.J. Green, Tyler Eifert. Maybe John Ross will actually do something in a game. There's always drama in that. On the flip side of this thing is the Bengals' defense against the Carolina Panthers' offense. You know where Carolina starts. Carolina starts, begins, ends, and runs its fortune on Cam Newton. Cam Newton is a, standby for the quotations, a mobile quarterback. Mobile quarterbacks are to the Bengals what kryptonite was to Superman. Mobile quarterbacks give the Bengals trouble. Because often the Bengals don't, as coaches like to say, stay in their lanes. But I look at Cam Newton this year. He does not have his tight end with him yet. Greg Olson is still out nursing an injury he got in preseason. Christian McCaffrey has become his weapon of choice. Christian McCaffrey is a good player, not a great player. I look at the Carolina Panthers offensive line. It's not good. It has suffered numerous injuries. So it may be that Cam Newton will have to run for his life today because that Bengals defensive line, as you know, and I know through two games, is pretty darn good. So I look at this game. I look at the line. I see Carolina is favored by three. And I say, you know, that's basically what home teams are, favored by three. So the smart guys out in Vegas think this game is pretty much a push, which is the way I look at it, too. Carolina is not an easy place to play. The Panthers have won the last six games they've played at home. Last week against Atlanta, they did not defend the perimeter very well. Matt Ryan of the Atlanta Falcons, who is a very good quarterback, but I would not describe him as mobile. Matt Ryan ran for two touchdowns. First time that Matt Ryan has done that since college. Is that an opportunity today for Andy Dalton? Games are simply seasons inside of seasons. Everybody said a, says a season is 16 games. It's not. It's really 16 individual events, 16 individual seasons, if you will, inside a season. Because no two weeks are alike. 
and the things that Cincinnati tried to exploit last week with Baltimore and the things that Baltimore tried to do with Cincinnati's offense last week, they're out the door. Every week is a different event. It's a different season. It's a different game plan. And it's more challenging, sure, when you're playing teams you don't often see, teams outside of your conference, teams outside of your division. That's what the Bengals and the Panthers have to deal with today. But as I look at this game, as I look at what's transpired the first two weeks, as I look at the strengths of this Cincinnati Bengals ball club, I see no reason why they can't go to Carolina today and get a win. Are they the better team? Health-wise, talent-wise, available talent-wise, yes, they are. The question always becomes is, does the best team always play like the best team, and does the better team always win? But yeah, I don't see any reason why they can't go to Carolina today and come home with a win. Same thing next week in Atlanta. Cincinnati's offense will be short-circuited only by one thing. It's inability to get off the ball. It's inability to block its quarterback. All things else fall strictly into place when that happens. No, it's not the same for every team in the NFL. All 32 teams are not created equal. But on this team with this talent, if that blocking is there, this team can put up points against anybody. The requisite, it seems anymore in the NFL, 30 points a game. Seems to be the requisite to win a game anymore, 30 points a game. This team can do that. And defensively, defensively, their front seven is pretty darn good, particularly up against an offensive line that is beaten up and not that good to begin with. Can Cincinnati go to Carolina today, get a win, be 3-0, and and then climb to that magic percentage, 73%? Of those teams that make the playoffs? I think the answer to that question is yes. We'll find out. We've got the game right here on 700 WLW. Later on today, we've got the Reds. So this is tricky, but this is how it works here at the epicenter of iHeartMedia. I'm with you until 1130. I'm in charge until 1130, pending the vice president's return. And then from 11.30 to noon on 700 WLW, I just talk sports, babble incoherently, and take you right up to the inside pitch. And at noon, the inside pitch leads into Reds baseball. So, football in the Bengals here on 700 WLW and ESPN 1530, these two 50,000-watt mother flamethrowers. And then after that, we split here on 700. Bengals exclusively. On ESPN 1530. And uh, then the Reds take over here on 700 WLW. One more week of Cincinnati Reds baseball and our long summer nightmare will be over. We'll get into some of that too on the uh, inside pitch today and also in the 1130 hour because I'm, I'm going to talk in the 1130 hour about what specifically, not in terms of players, not in terms of pitchers, not in terms of what specifically they need to find in pitching in this offseason. Because that's exactly where this team is. It has to somehow, some way, find that. So that's on the docket. You're listening to the Energy Pellets of America pregame show, presented by your Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. It exists only on these two 50,000-watt blowtorches. One with a signal that fires north and south. 
the other with a signal that has no boundaries and blankets the Midwest like a snowfall in the middle of February. I speak of ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW. News Radio 700 WLW. Yes, yes, yes. The Box Tops. 51 years ago today, the number one song in the USA. Alex Chilton, the late Alex Chilton, lead singer, 16 years old when he sang this song. Great voices in early rock and roll. I don't know when it was. It was maybe, uh, maybe three, four years ago. It was before his death that I had the guy who wrote this song, Wayne Carson Thompson, on my uh, radio show. And we got to visiting about how this song was uh, was put together. He was married at the time to a woman that lived on a farm. And this, this uh, woman came from money, if you will. And uh, she bought him a large church pump organ. Because he always had a fascination with that kind of music. His dad was a preacher and was in the church a lot when he was a kid. So he always wanted an organ. So his, his wife at the time bought him one of these big pump church organs. And he just... He started just bump, 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 like the like the beat in this. And he just said, I got into that syncopation as I'm playing a Give Me a Ticket for an Aeroplane. And he wrote the lyrics down, he said, in about 10 minutes. Played this song, took it to his buddy, a guy named Mike Penn, who was a producer at a place in Memphis called the American Recording Studios. No longer there. It was owned by a guy named Chips Moment who just died a few years ago. Moment produced a lot of Elvis Presley's hits in the 60s and 70s. And Penn liked it. Moment liked it. And they had this group that they were trying to find a song for. It was a bunch of kids from the Memphis area. And uh, and they were looking for material. So uh, Moment says to uh, Wayne Carson Thompson and to uh, Mike Penn, he says, uh, well, what about these guys? And Wayne Carson Thompson says, who are they? And they said, well, they don't have a name yet. But I think they'd be perfect for this song. And so Chilton and the group recorded the song in the studio. Obviously, it sounded as good as it just sounded there. And so they they were the group that got the song, The Letter. Joe Cocker made it a big hit many years later. But Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The group had no name and the guitar player in the group, whose name escapes me now, uh, when they were sitting around a table just trying to figure out what they were going to call themselves, he says, why don't we just have people like uh, we just have a contest. We'll have people like uh, send in cards or letters, suggest a name for this group. You know, like send in a box top. Bingo. That's how they got their name. Wayne Carson Thompson went on to write a lot of good songs, wrote all of the songs for the box tops uh, that they took to hits. Uh, Soul Deep was another song that uh, he wrote for them and also wrote one of the classic country songs of all time. Co-wrote it, actually. One of the classic country songs of all time. Co-wrote it with Willie Nelson. Name of the song was Always On My Mind. Wayne Carson Thompson, I want to say, died about uh, 18 months, two years ago. Anyway, there's a little something for you. 51 years ago today. 
A slight chance of showers between 9 a.m. and 2 a.m. Well, that'd be right about now, wouldn't it? And then up near 71, a chance of showers tonight, mainly after 10 o'clock, low of 62. Showers likely tomorrow, thunderstorms also in the afternoon, high near 74. And then more on that on Tuesday, and then it looks like more on that on Wednesday. So if you have anything that needs watering, Mother Nature is going to take care of it. It's 55 degrees right now, 55, the old double nickel. That's the forecast from your severe weather station, News Radio, 700 WLW. Welcome back to the Energy Pellets of America. Pre-game sports talk presented by your Greater Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. I'm Ken Brew. Let's, uh, shall we, check out the delivery of the game from last week. The Thursday night went over the Baltimore Ravens. Brought to you by Energy Pellets of America. Premium wood pellet fuel for stoves and boilers. Visit heatingpellets.com. Well, I mean, Andy uh, and A.J. had three of them, right? First half of that game, let's go with a 32-yard pass from Dalton to Green that made it a 14-0 game and pretty much took the starch out of the Baltimore Ravens. That at the 626 mark of quarter number one last week on Thursday. That shall be our delivery of the game. Um, I'll tell you something else that's uh, that's interesting about uh, this game today. And I've got some other games I'm going to preview too, by the way. I'm going to get into, among other games, the Saints and the Falcons because the, the Bengals play the uh, Falcons next week. Also, the Rams and the Chargers, which I think could be the best game of the day. They play that out in Los Angeles. That's uh, obviously a late kick, 4 o'clock kick. And I'm going to get into the... Um, the Ravens game today as well, and uh, what else am I going to do? I'm going to do the uh, Steelers and the Buccaneers because I think these games are not only interesting, not only um, impactful in terms of what happens in the course of the AFC North, but also the opponent next week. But but getting back to this uh, to, to this Bengals day game today against the Carolina Panthers, and again the Panthers are three point favorites at home against the Bengals. Uh, Mixon has missed two games in his career. Those were last year in weeks 14 and 15. And the Bengals went 0-2 and scored only seven points in each game. And it was then last year. Do you remember towards the end of last year, they finally got their act together. They won the last two games against the Lions and the Ravens. But it was in 14 and 15, Mixon was out. He had just, for all intents and purposes, seized the uh, number one running back spot. Jeremy Hill was done. He was on IR. Bernard was not going to be a guy that was going to challenge him. So that three-headed, unworkable monster that started the season where you had Hill and Bernard and you had Mixon and nothing was working by then, by week 14, he had seized the moment. They only scored seven points in each of those two games in weeks uh, 14 and 15. So the Bengals, with Mixon, are 9-9. and Without him, they are 0-2 and replacing him is going to be a major storyline in this game today. And from what I'm, you know, what I know about the kind of surgery he had, he could play next week against the Falcons. But more often than not, players that uh, that have that kind of surgery miss at least a couple of games. Here's the other thing. And again, this is what I do, by the way. I mean, I I know I'm kind of kind of kind of goofy about this, kind of freaky about this, but I like diving into games, and I spend a lot of my free time, particularly last night. I spent a lot of my free time diving into these numbers, crunching these numbers that may have an impact in uh, in today's game. The Bengals' next four opponents are a combined 4-3-1 and one at this point. The Panthers, the Falcons, the Dolphins, and the Steelers. All four teams have had top 
15 rush defenses since last year. Now, the Steelers against the run are not very good this year. Uh, Kansas City's defense is not very good overall this year. But historically, with Mixon on the bubble next week and maybe past that, this is going to be a major challenge for this team, trying to figure out how to run the football and keep the heat off Andy Dalton. I mean, that's going to be the that's going to be the major, major thing today. You don't want Dalton back there winging it 50 times. You've got to have something in that running game. And that's why I think this is going to be uh, an interesting piece of gamesmanship between what the Bengals are going to try and do offensively in this game without, in my opinion, their second-best weapon on offense. So Dalton doesn't have to keep dropping back, dropping back, and dropping back. It just... To me, I I just think that that's a recipe for disaster. So we'll see if, indeed, the Bengals can do that and pull it off without Joe Mixon. By the way, and uh, we'll get into this uh, deeper as we get into the show, Christian McCaffrey is really good. I mean, he's really good. Uh, He's uh, not so much in in the run department. They're running him to an average of about 45 yards a game. But out of that backfield, catching the ball, He's pretty darn good. And making sure the Bengals don't lose him in assignments today will be a big, big deal for them defensively. So there you go. On the show today, we'll go to Carolina, talk to one of the beat writers at the Carolina's uh, number one paper, uh, North Carolina's number one paper, the Charlotte Observer. Then Vinny Iyer from the SportingNews.com stops by. He's their national, National Football League writer. We'll talk about this game and just some trends in the NFL over the course of the last uh, couple of weeks. Lee Sterling is here. He'll break down five big games for you. Should you want to invest your money, perhaps drop a dollar or two on a game. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports will be with us today. And we'll get into some baseball talk today as well with Eno Saris from The Athletic. Not just the kind of pitching the Reds need in 2019 to get better, but a specific kind of pitching and a specific pitcher you can look at to say, aha, they get that, maybe they are better next year. This is the Energy Pellets of America pregame show. It's presented by your Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers on 700 WLW and ESPN 1530. Welcome back. You're listening to the Energy Pellets of America pregame show presented by your Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. I am Ken Brew. Proud to be with you every single Sunday morning. Now, uh, if you'd like to participate, there are a number of different ways because we have a multi-platformed attack here at iHeartRadio. I mean, there's not a platform that we're not on. And if you're on one of these platforms, feel free to join in the uh, discussion here. 749-7000 is the phone number, 749-7000 or 1-800-THE-BIG-1. And if you're driving around aimlessly and you have nothing to do and you got one of those new cell phones, I don't, I don't know if you've seen these new smartphones that are out there. All the kids have them. Uh, it's pound 700 on AT&T, and we'll uh, get you right on. Also, uh, the email address is up and running, ken at kenbrew.com. I know. What were the chances of that email being available when I was looking for one? Also, um, and again, this is that, uh, that, that stuff, this Twitter that everybody's popping on. You know, every, have you heard about this Twitter? 
If you want to reach me that way, it's the at sign in my name, K-E-N-B-R-O-O. Sign up today and get my pithy little comments throughout the day. Why? More than 17,000 stall- I mean, followers can't be all wrong. I uh, want to salute the Performance Kings Honda Performer of the Week from last week. It is brought to you by Performance Kings Honda. They will put a smile on your face, every customer, every vehicle, and uh, every day. So as we look at whom did what last week, it's easy to look at uh, Andy Dalton and say, wow, there's the Performance Performer of the Week. It's it's easy to look at what Joe Mixon did and say, well, maybe him. I'm going to go with a guy that I think is going to be key to the Bengals' success this season. And that would be none other than Tyler Boyd. Six receptions, 91 yards, average 15.2 yards per catch, and, of course, had the touchdown. So I'm going with Tyler Boyd as my uh, – Pre-game sports talk performer of the week. A couple of other things I want to get to, uh, and then uh, we'll move on. All Bengals, all Reds, all the time. Uh, spent the majority of yesterday, yesterday afternoon, at Nippert Stadium, which, again, I think is one of the great venues to watch a college football game. I think it is absolutely, without question, one of the best places to watch a college football game on this planet. Uh, but spent that day uh, yesterday watching the Ohio University Bobcats, my beloved Bobcats, take on the University of Cincinnati Bearcats. And uh, it was a show. I mean, there were some interesting calls by the officials. Never saw a punt reversed by video, but okay, saw that yesterday. Watched the Cincinnati Bearcats melt down. Their composure went flying out the window in the first half of that game. Uh, and then, one, then you know, at, at, the, at the half, when it appeared like uh, Ohio had the ability to move the ball anywhere, anyhow, any way, Cincinnati's defense stepped up, played really, really well. And their quarterback kind of woke up and, uh, you know, seized the moment. I, I think Nathan Rourke, the quarterback for, from Ohio, was good, great playmaker. But I think Desmond Ritter has got the ability to be a really – Really fine quarterback for a long time in college football. I know that's a lot to throw on a freshman, but he threw the ball well, ran that offense well in the second half, and Michael Warren, the second, was just terrific. Um, He stepped up 5.4 yards per carry in the second half. UC has the ability. Now, if you look at the University of Cincinnati's schedule right now, Win over UCLA, win over Miami. Um, they torched that poor FCS team last week, 62-7. to Now a four-point come-from-behind win over the Bobcats. You've got Connecticut next week at Connecticut, really winnable game. Then you've got at Tulane, really winnable game, break for the bye, and then come back with two big road games at Temple, at SMU. So the, the Bearcats really, if you look at where they're, they're going, here. They've won, as I said, four in a row. They get Connecticut next. Then they play Tulane. And then after the Tulane game, they get the week off. They come back and they play Temple. So they could have six wins at the bye and be bowl eligible. That's how it's all falling into place for them. And then they obviously play the, the most difficult part of their schedule. Temple, SMU on the road, Navy here, South Florida here. 
at Central Florida, and then they finish up at Nippert against ECU. But uh, if this team keeps its composure, and it did not for the first half of that ball game, if it keeps its composure, it can win a lot of ball games this year. I don't mean like seven, eight, nine ball games. I mean a lot of ball games this year. But we'll see. So far, so good. A lot of people think they were lucky. They weren't. They had a nice, strong comeback against Ohio yesterday. Very, very, very entertaining game. The other thing I wanted to touch on here as well before we get too farther down the road is FC Cincinnati. They have not lost a game since May the 26th, and they have loaded up on players that are of MLS quality, largely because they have to do that after this season. They're going to the MLS. But two, I was told that this is the goal. I was told this in April when before the announcement that they were in the MLS, and that is to load up on enough talent to win the United Soccer League Championship. That was the goal. Go out as a champion this year in this league. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Uh, you know, and, and let's face it, the USL, it's it's A soccer. It may even be A soccer. It's, it's just, it's not the league that they're going to be playing in in the future. But they wanted to win and go out, and that's why they loaded up on these players. That's why they loaded up on uh, Adi, and that's why they, they loaded up on uh, Pa and all of those players so they can make a run at this thing and win it. But just think about this for a second. They have not lost a game since May the 26th. That's difficult to do in any sport. They won yesterday 2-1. to one. They clinched... Uh, home field advantage through the playoffs in their conference. So in essence, they have home field advantage until and if they make it to the USL championship game. It's a pretty impressive thing that they've done, regardless of the league size. This is a pretty impressive run that they're on. Now, soccer, I know to a lot of folks, particularly a lot of folks that listen to this show, is an acquired taste. But I've long said, and I'll say it again right now, that if you play all of this out down the road, if you play sports down the road 20 years from now, the two most dominant sports in America will be basketball and soccer. Football has got some real stress to it. And anybody that's involved with football knows it. Because of injury, long-term and otherwise, because parents are increasingly not letting their kids play, play football because of fear of injury. And that affects the feeder line into high schools, into colleges, and to the NFL. So football, I think, is on the ropes in the next 20 years. Baseball simply doesn't appeal to the younger demographic. The younger demographic, and you can say all you want about millennials, Generation Xs, Ys, whatever whatever letter you want to put on them. They like things that happen quick, happen now, happen now, happen now. And baseball simply doesn't lend itself to that. And that's why you see people like the commissioner, Rob Manfred, trying to figure out ways to make baseball a quicker game. 
but it runs concurrent to what baseball is. You can't change the primal forces of that game. You can change the pitch time. You can change whether or not a batter can come out of the batter's box, keep a foot in the batter's box. You can cut down the amount of time in between innings, but you really can't do any of that. You really can't. Can't cut down the amount of time between innings because what happens then? That's when television makes its money. So I think baseball has got some stress with a younger demo. I think football has some stress with a medical demo and with the most powerful people in football right now. That's not the commissioner. That's not coaches or owners. That's the mother of a five-year-old child that doesn't want her kid playing football. I'm telling you, basketball and soccer, you and I may not be around to see it. 20 years from now, my prediction is they will be the dominant sports in America. As for baseball right now, let's dust off that wonderful iHeartMedia Quartet. Because, and by the way, up for a Grammy is Fats Pontoon, who's on the synthesizers here. But it's time now for the play of the game. If you were listening to the Reds and the Marlins last night, you know what the play of the game is. Ah, but now you've got to be the seventh correct caller. What number did he say, Marlon? Freddie said the seventh correct caller. Your hearing doesn't improve, Fred. I'm going to whack you upside the head with a skillet. 749-3700. 749-3700. Seventh correct caller. You're going to be showered with gifts that will have your whole cul-de-sac talking. We'll have the play in the winter next on 700 WLW. And now, the play of the game from the Reds and Marlins last night sounded suspiciously like this. Now the strike one pitch. Fly ball hit well back into left field. Going back is Shebler. It's gone. Five to nothing. Fourth home run of the year for Dean. Yes, and another 90-loss season. Oh, the nightmare's over next week. By the way, Darlene McNamara of the Mount Adams McNamaras was the correct caller. She gets tickets for two games next year. That's got to be better then, right? Be listening tomorrow to Mike in the morning. He'll have a chance for you to win all over again. On the home of your Cincinnati Reds, 700 WLW. You're listening to the Energy Pellets of America pregame sports show. Yes, yes, yes. Presented by your greater Cincinnati and northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. I am Ken Brew. Proud to be with you. Got a lot to get to straight ahead at 10.05. Jordan Rodrique of the Charlotte Observer on what exactly the Carolina Panthers are all about and what you should expect today when they play your Cincinnati Bengals. A couple of things I've been uh, I've been following here. I'm going to get into the, um, the Saints and the Falcons game because I think that's an interesting game. By the way, the Patriots play the Lions today. And this is not good news for the uh, Detroit Lions. The Patriots, get this stat, the Patriots are 12-0 and with Tom Brady starting against winless teams 0-2 or worse. 12-0. and He has 34 touchdowns, four interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 1.5. 
almost 124. So if you're wondering what to do about that game, my guess is air on the side of the Patriots. The other game I'm looking at, and I, I understand why the Giants are 0-2. Don't really get why the Texans are 0-2. But I think this is pretty impressive. You know, Saquon Barkley uh, is uh, with the New York Giants, great running back, great college career. And I found this astounding. Barkley is just the fourth player in the last 25 seasons, just the fourth in the last 25 seasons to have 100 or more yards rushing and 100 or more yards receiving in his first two career games. That guy's going to be a special, special talent. I know that the NFL is pass-centric, but that guy is going to be very, very special. Let's say we go to the acute hearing crystal clear listener line and bring in Al from Chevy. Al, good morning. How are you? Hey, Ken. How are you feeling today? Uh, if I was feeling any better, you know what I'd be? I'd be, I'd be you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, kid. Uh, first of all, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, you bet, Al. I watched all the games yesterday. I, and I'm telling you, Ken, I'm impressed with the uh, Bearcats. I felt like the referees was just off the chain every time they hit the quarterback, who was a tough guy now, let's be, let's be real. Yeah. It was a personal foul, personal yeah. foul, yeah. personal foul, yeah. personal foul. Like, come on, kid. Can we, can we start playing football again? Well, they're, you know they're, they're protecting those guys. You know that. But I'll tell you this. I, all of those personal foul penalties aside, the one that I couldn't figure out is, 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 is Cincinnati punts, right? And uh, I'm sorry, uh, not Cincinnati, OU punts. And the kid punts, and the punt is oh, fielded yeah, in return. <laughs> and then they go to video to see if... They give a penalty after they see the video. I've never seen that. <laughs> I've never seen that play is over. And, the, the, you know, the, obviously the Cincinnati player, you know, hit the kicker. But they said the ball was deflected so that, you know, the, the roughing the kicker is off. <laughs> and then they do that. They go to a timeout. They go to a video review. And then they... I've never seen that before. Even the announcers was like, uh, "What?" I'm, and I'm Al, Al. I'm sitting there, right? I'm sitting there watching that game. I'm, I'm with my buddies, and we're sitting there watching that game. And I'm loving it because I'm an OU guy. And even I'm thinking, "This smells." I mean, this is this is wrong. But I knew yesterday the minute the minute that Cincinnati started throwing on uh, on Ohio's cornerbacks, it was over. Because oh, it was a great great comeback. Uh, yeah, it was. And you know, somebody sent me a tweet. They said, "Oh, you choked and all that." No, they didn't. Oh, no, Cincinnati no, no, had a great no, no, comeback no, no, no. in that game. No, it was it was a great comeback. Yeah. Real quick, kid, the Buckeyes are going to run undefeated because you got to score fifty to beat them. Yeah. Well, we'll see. That's a. I'll tell you what, Al. I got to run. I got the news coming up here. That's a tough out for them next week. Really, really tough out. Jordan Rodriguez, Charlotte Observer, on the Carolina Panthers, waiting on your Cincinnati Bengals. We're back with that. You're listening to the Energy Pellets of America pregame show, brought to you by your Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. And it's next on 700 WLW. This is the Energy Pellets of America pregame sports talk presented by your local Toyota dealers. Pregame sports talk is brought to you by your local Toyota dealers. Visit buyatoyota.com for all Toyota offers. Toyota, let's go places. Yingling Locker, spread your wings. Rising Star Casino in Rising Sun, Indiana, where you can play 
Stay and get away. CBTS, a Cincinnati Bell Company. Technology solutions for business. Your Tri-State Chevy dealers. Check out their award-winning lineup only at your Tri-State Chevy dealer. Miami Valley Gaming. Get ready to get lucky at Miami Valley Gaming. Nixco Plumbing. Don't go to the average Joe. Call Nixco, the healthcare management group, providing greater health care for greater Cincinnati. Stone Statements. Bring your dream kitchen to life. StoneStatements.com. Logan Services. The home of fast-friendly services. Logan Services. Performance Kings Honda. They'll put a smile on your face. Every customer, every vehicle, every day. And by Energy Pellets of America. Premium wood pellet fuel for stoves and boilers. Visit by Heat. Pellets.com. We the best on three. One, two, three. We the best. On 700 WLW, the home of the best Bengals coverage. Now less than three hours away from kickoff in Carolina. Your 2-0 Cincinnati Bengals against the 1-1 Carolina Panthers. Welcome back. I'm Ken Brew. Yes, yes, yes. Let's take a look at who's hot in the NFL before we do anything else. It's brought to you in part by Tempstar. Quality you can feel. You want a hot quarterback in the NFL? Look no further than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Our old buddy Ryan Fitzpatrick has quarterbacked those Buccaneers to a 2-0 start and has thrown so far through three ga- two games more than 800 yards of passing. Top rusher in the NFL right now, of course. He's got that, uh, that big Thursday night game he's coming off of, Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde with 203 yards of total rushing so far for those Cleveland Browns. And uh, in terms of defense, Miles Garrett of the Browns, four sacks. Von Miller of the Browns, four sacks. Geno Atkins of your Cincinnati Bengals has three. That's who's hot in the National Football League. All right, so we've got the... We've got the Carolina Panthers today. This is a team that has Cam Newton at quarterback, but what exactly is around him? Their tight end looks hurt. Their line looks beaten up. Their defense looks like it's really weak on the perimeter. And their coach has been calling out individual players this week. Ron Rivera, not a happy man after that loss last week to the Atlanta Falcons. Let's welcome into the program on the acute hearing hotline. She is covering the Charlotte, the, the uh, Carolina Panthers for the Charlotte Observer. She has been on the beat for a while. She knows the team. She is Jordan Rodrique, and she joins us now from just outside the stadium. Jordan, good morning. Good morning. Looking forward to hosting you guys. Uh, it's kind of sad we don't get any chili this week, though. No, you probably, though, could deal without that. It sounds like it's fairly warm out that way and, and wet, <laughs> but I'm... But That's we, true. Yeah. Quite humid. Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, did the hurricane affect Charlotte at all? Well, there was a, a little bit of flash flooding uh, during the hurricane itself, um, but mostly no. It was mostly east and then uh, north of us as well. Um, you know, got more rainfall here than we had have in, in probably a couple decades. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, for the most part, I think people were all right. Um, obviously, sending the warmest thoughts to, to anyone affected um, on the eastern parts of the state, however. Well, that's good, at least for you folks there in the Charlotte area. Uh, let, let's. I've watched both of the Panthers games. Um, obviously, Cam Newton is centric to everything. But it looks like he's having um, not just a good season, a very good start to a season so far through two, through two games. Is it more than just stats? What is it about him this year? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That's different from last year or any other year, years past. Well, the biggest thing for him right now is that he is healthier than he's been in, in a couple of years. Um, you know, last year he spent the entire spring and the entire preseason rehabilitating that surgically repaired shoulder um, after he had that little labrum clean-out surgery. Um, and that really took a toll in terms of the offense getting into a rhythm. And he was kind of on a, on a pitch count in every practice in terms of what he could do overhand throwing-wise. And it took him a little bit to settle in. Um, last year, he was limited as well in terms of the coaches didn't want him to take any dangerous hits. Um, as we've already seen him take um, this so far this season, last week against the Falcons. And so because they didn't want to risk him re-injuring that shoulder, landing on it poorly or, or, or getting contact um, in a way that was detrimental. Um, because this offense doesn't run without Cam Newton. Yeah. So last year, they, they got off to a really slow and inconsistent start. Um, Obviously, they don't want to be one-and-one one this year, but it feels like a different kind of, of season already for the Panthers. It feels like Cam Newton is healthier, um, which he is, and you know he's in, he's in great shape. Um, he's got an offense that's efficient. It's got a lot more playmakers than it has in, in years past, um, probably since 2015. Lots of guys that can complement each other, uh, create layers all down the field for him, options for him to get the ball out to. Um, and they're still going to run him. I mean, they, North Turner, the new offensive coordinator, um, slash <laughs> the oldest offensive coordinator, I think, uh, one of the older ones in the league at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, he uh, he really just really wants to utilize Cam Newton as Cam Newton. He knows his, what his gifts are, and he wants to make sure that, that uh, those are operating efficiently. Yeah. Um, but he also wants to introduce different underneath options via Christian McCaffrey, um, different checkdowns that can kind of make this offense operate more efficiently than it has in years past. Well, McCaffrey is is off to a great start, too. How much does how much does that offense miss Greg Olson? A ton. I mean, you can see it last week with Christian getting 14 catches. Um, you know, when your running back leads the team in, in receptions, you know you miss a guy who is crucial on third down, who is, um, he and some of those underneath options who can kind of clog the middle of the field and free up guys to go downfield. Um, so with, with Greg Olson back, um, which he hopes to be back in a couple of weeks um, after refracturing that foot, what happens then is um, you see a lot more pieces click into place of this offense. You see, more, you see the deep ball come back a little bit more. Um, you see Greg obviously getting his targets, and you see other playmakers getting freed up uh, to, to do things downfield because – defenses do have to hold Greg accountable and he has been Cam Newton's favorite target the past couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I think what disturbed me a little bit about, uh, Carolina defensively last week, they seem to be defensively a little slow with their perimeter defense. Uh, Ryan had those two touchdown runs. It looked like Atlanta had a lot of, uh, chances attacking the perimeter. This is what Cincinnati does. Is that perimeter defense a concern to anybody? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're, you hit the nail on the head. Last, last week was an absolute wake-up call for them. This, this front seven very rarely uh, makes mistakes. You know, with guys like Luke Keekley, Kaywon Short, Dontari Poe, um, Shaq Thompson, you know, they very rarely 
look the way that they did. And Ron Rivera actually described it as lazy. Um, he said it was their run defense was terrible. These are words that the one of the most popular players, coaches in the league, has never used to describe this front seven, especially against the run. Um, you know, they allowed a 100-yard rusher for the first time in 21 games. And so it's, it's one of those things where it's just it's definitely a sore spot ent- entering this game. Um, I think they see kind of where they, they made the mistakes. A lot of times um, with Atlanta's wide zone, the backup defensive tackles were not getting any sort of vertical pressure, and they weren't clogging space at all. And so it was kind of this – it was making the linebackers have to cover more ground um, which is something that, you know, they didn't adjust to well throughout the game. Yeah. So those are things that they definitely are, are trying to get cleaned up this week, and um, it, it's going to be interesting to see because, like you said, the Bengals do present a, a similar challenge to what the Falcons presented last week. Yeah, uh, we're chatting with uh, Jordan Rodriguez. She covers the uh, Carolina Panthers for the Charlotte Observer. You know, you are well aware that uh, Luke Kinkley is from here in Cincinnati. Is he still the heart and soul of that defense. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because we hear different Luke Keekley stories emerge, um, you know, every time there's a big game like this, um, especially this one with the Cincinnati stories. And you hear kind of little extra details about how he makes this defense tick and how, um, how, how much attention to detail he pays, um, how much the team appreciates having a guy like that um, in the film room and also, you know, out on the field. And, you know, he obviously had struggled with, with injuries at certain times during the last two years. So I think the Panthers are just really hoping that he continues to carry them through the season. And then once they get Thomas Davis back, it'll start to feel a little bit more normal around here. Yeah. Okay, so today, if everything is going well and the Panthers are winning, what are they doing? What's, what's, what's happening for them if they're, if they're going to win this game? They're going to be doing uh, a lot of methodical drives down the field where the ball will be moving fast, they're lining up fast, they're getting the play out fast, but the drive kind of takes a lot of time off the clock and eats up a lot of time. Um, probably a lot of, again, to, that this offensive line is a mess, so um, you know they're probably going to do a lot of things play call-wise to alleviate the pressure on the line. I'd, I'd sense a lot of... Um, check down options to Christian McCaffrey once again, uh, kind of similar to what they did against Atlanta. Um, and I'd expect Cam Newton to run the football. You know, he's going to be back in front of his home crowd coming off a loss. And, uh, you know, again, also with, with the fans kind of wanting uh, something positive after all of this, this devastation that Hurricane Florence caused, I would definitely expect a few designed runs to break open some big plays to be called by Cam Newton because nothing uh, – Nothing electrifies this home crowd like him breaking off a big run. Jordan Rodrique, you can uh, read her uh, articles online, but she'd much rather you pick up a copy of the paper if you're in Charlotte, wouldn't you? I would love that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time here on 700 WLW. We appreciate it. I appreciate it, Ken. Thank you. Yes, and pregame sports talk is brought to you in part by Encore Technologies. We appreciate them. Good sponsor of all things. Cincinnati Bengals. What do you what do you say? Yeah, I mean, it's just you and me, right? Why don't we check out the weather conditions for today's game? It looks fairly good. It does not look like there will be much of any in the line of participation. It's going to be humid down there. The humidity up there is going to be in the high 70s, low 80s. But it looks, kickoff looks pretty good. 79 at kickoff in the low 80s throughout the course of the game. They'll get some rain down there later on tonight. But between 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock, Just mostly cloudy. Looks pretty good for a football game this afternoon.
in Charlotte, North Carolina. By the way, those weather conditions are brought to you by Nixco Plumbing. Don't go to the average Joe. Anybody can do that. You know where you got to go. You got to go to Nixco. You're listening to the Energy Pellets of America pregame show presented by your Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. And it continues next on ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW. News Radio 700 WLW ESPN 1530. It's the Energy Pellets of America pregame show presented by your Greater Cincinnati Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. Well, 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 well. Guess who's having a birthday today? Number 69 today for one Bruce Springsteen. So we got to say, happy birthday to the boss. Come on, boss. Hey, Josh on the city bed, scooter searching for his groove. Yes, yes, yes. All those years ago and the Jersey Shore. Song about how the old E Street Band came together. There's 10th Avenue. I was in Asbury Park. We went out there uh, to visit uh, my dad, oh, I want to say two summers ago. And we went to Asbury Park, and we went to 10th Avenue just to drive down 10th Avenue. And there actually was a like an ice cream stand there, a lemonade ice cream stand called the 10th Avenue Freeze Out, obviously named after this song. And I wanted to stop there, you know, get, get an ice cream and... But the thing got blown away. It was obliterated by a hurricane that came through New Jersey. Uh, it might have been back in 2012, the hurricane that came through uh, the East Coast in 2012. But it just didn't exist anymore. You put it in the GPS on your phone, it took you right to where it was. It doesn't was anymore. So, of course, Brett Bruce, uh, I think he's had 140 million pieces of vinyl or downloads or CDs that he sold in his time, which is an incredible number. 20 Grammys, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 69 years ago today in Long Branch, by God, New Jersey. One Bruce Frederick Joseph Springsteen came upon this earth. I had Dove. Uh, oh, this is about, uh, I think two summers ago. I had Southside Johnny on with me. Southside Johnny and the uh, Asbury Jukes. And that was uh, kind of the rival band that uh, Springsteen had when they both played at competing clubs in uh, in Asbury Park. It would be like across the street from each other, across the boardwalk from each other, really. But they 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 just shared musicians. Bruce would say, "Look, I need a, uh, my guitar player six. So Southside Johnny would give him his guitar player that night. Southside Johnny, who was more of a horn-driven." Uh, group than what Springsteen was, even though there are a lot of horns in this song. They were both very popular bands, and I remember when Southside Johnny was on, he, he said, yeah, he said that he'd go to my show, I'd go to his show. Uh, we were more of a, of a live band, he became more of a studio band, and they remain close friends to this day. Happy birthday, boss. Slight chance of showers between now and about 2 o'clock. Then it clouds, and that's about it. And then tomorrow and Tuesday and uh, Wednesday is when the showers really roll in here. So it's going to be a wet start to the week. We're at 56 degrees right now at the Tri-State Severe Severe Weather Station News Radio 700 WLW. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports standing by. He'll be here at 1035 to handicap a couple of games for you. Actually, five that you may want to invest your money in. So stay tuned for that. 
Next week, the Bengals play the Falcons. The Falcons at home today with the Saints. They are both one and one. And this is a great game to watch in most recent years because it's Drew Brees against Matt Ryan. And uh, the Falcons, um, they their red zone offense was not real good the first couple of weeks. It got better somewhat last week. So that's going to be interesting to keep an eye on, knowing what Drew Brees can do. But I'm telling you, this Brees-Ryan rivalry since 2008, Brees has 11 wins against the Falcons. Ryan has eight against the Saints. I mean, their completion percentage is the same. Uh, passing yards per game, they're within 15 of each other on average with Breeze holding the uh, the advantage there. Uh, Breeze has thrown 34 touchdowns. Ryan has thrown 32. Breeze has thrown 24 INTs. Ryan has thrown 12. It's it's just a great quarterback matchup rivalry. I, I, I think it's fascinating, too, to look at the wide receivers. You have Michael Thomas or Julio Jones, right? And th- th- this has been going on since 2016. Thomas, 224 yards of receptions. I'm sorry, 224 receptions. Jones, 186. Thomas has him in in, uh, in touchdowns. Thomas has 17 c- touchdown catches since 2016. Jones has nine. So, again, the games within the games, I think, are going to be really fascinating to watch, particularly in this Falcons-Saints matchup. And then when you get down to things like is this just another slow start for the Saints or a sign of a larger problem? Uh, if you watch the Saints historically, they, they get off to slow starts. Since 2014, okay, so that's three seasons and then the first two games of this year. Since, 26, since 2014 in the first two games, the Saints are 0-8 from 2014 to 2017. They're 1-1 this year. Their points per game went up drastically after week two, those three years. We'll see what happens after week two here. And, you know, even though they started 0-2 last season, remember what the Saints did after starting 0-2 last season. They went 11-3 and over their final 14 and made the playoffs. And, of course, the Saints this year are not over. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One, two, they're one on one. They allowed 31 points per game in their first two games this season. And then if you look at last year, they allowed 32. Last 14, just 18 points per game. So this is a really fascinating game today inside the NFC South between two future Cincinnati opponents, one of which pops up on the schedule next week. All right, straight ahead on the show, Vinny Iyer, SportingNews.com. He has the latest and the greatest from around the NFL and an inside look about what may go down today here in just a couple of hours in Charlotte, North Carolina. Lee Sterling is standing by. He has his picks this week, should you want to invest some dinero in these games. It's all straight ahead here on the Energy Pellets of America pregame show presented by your greater Cincinnati and northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. And only on these two 50,000-watt mother flamethrowers, ESPN 1530.
and 700 WLW. Coming up on 1037, welcome back. The Energy Pellets of America pregame show presented by your greater Cincinnati and northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. I am Ken Brew. Proud to be with you. Looking at all these games in the NFL. At the 101 Cowboys at the 0-2 Seahawks. This is running back mismatch central. Ezekiel Elliott. Just think about this. Ezekiel Elliott. Since entering the league in 2016, he leads all running backs in rushing yards per game. It's averaging 103, roughly. And rushing TDs, he's got 24. In that same time period, the Seahawks have gotten 67.5 rushing yards per game, a full 34 less, and 12 rushing touchdowns, exactly half of what Elliott has delivered. That's what they've gotten out of their running backs combined. They are either 31st or 32nd when it comes to those statistics in the National Football League. Bottom line, 0-2 Seahawks at home. They need a win badly. 1-1 Cowboys. I think you'll see a lot of Ezekiel Elliott. It's another one of those late kicks. All right, you want to invest your money, but you're not sure how and why and where. That's why we got our guy. He played the game. He quarterbacked his college team to a couple of championships, national championships, and he's been in the handicapping business for the last 25 years. He's with us every Sunday at this time, and he's our guy when it comes to trying to beat the odds. Let's welcome in, as we do every Sunday at this hour, from ParamountSports.com, let's welcome in Lee Sterling. Lee, good morning. Good morning, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Wow, I mean, it's already been a fun week, and... uh, just love college football and then the NFL. I mean, great games. I mean, it seems like there's five or six great games every day. So uh, let's see if we can pick some some exciting games I think I've picked out this week and uh, and also some winners. That, that'd be a nice combination, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And I, yeah. I want to start with this Kansas City-San Francisco game. It's in Kansas City. The Chiefs are giving points. I love the Chiefs' offense. Their defense, not so much. Uh, San Francisco, uh, it'll be an interesting road game for them. How do you see this coming down? Well, you got two guys, I think, that are the, the, the face and the future of the NFL in Jimmy G and uh, Patrick Mahomes. So uh, these two guys could put up, I mean, we could see 80, 90, 100 points in this game. And I just don't know how this, the, the secondary is going to stop them. Kansas City still without Eric Berry. He's listed as doubtful. Yeah. So I don't see him as a go. And then Richard Sherman and Witherspoon, these two guys as cornerbacks for San Francisco. I, don't, I mean, they got some height, but yeah. not much speed. So uh, it's just going to be tough. This is going to be a fun game to watch here. But Jimmy G, 8-1 and one as a starter. I think Kansas City's going to win the game 42-38, but I'll, t- I'll take San Francisco plus the 6-6.5. Six, six take the points. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you would have suggested that two teams from Los Angeles would meet on an NFL football field even five years ago. No, 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 no. They, it's not the L.A. Chargers. We're going to call them the Carson Chargers. Now. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is, the Carson Chargers? Yeah, they're playing Carson. Yeah, but so, so Carson is laying uh, laying hold of it, them. Huh? They're getting seven. Okay. So then they're the Carson Chargers. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, two teams in that market five years ago, people would have been, what? I mean, that, that's crazy. But uh, I guess the Rams have got to give seven, and uh, the Chargers right. still have Phillip Rivers, and this ought to yep. be, I think, a great football game. And I think this could be a lot of points. Yeah, it, it, this could be a lot of points also. And, uh, you know, 
both teams are, are better defensively than than the Chiefs and the 49ers, but maybe right there as far as talent or more. I mean, both of these teams have top-tier running backs. Both catch the ball well out of the backfield. And, um, yeah, so so what you have here is you've got um, uh, uh, just a matchup here where I just I just think – Maybe the team with the ball last ends up winning this game here. And don't discount Phillip Rivers as an underdog. Ten and four, getting four more points yeah. on the road. They do their best work on the road. So yeah. it's going to be Rivers against Golf and so many great players. Uh, and, and I think two underrated coaches here, believe it or not. I have the Rams winning 31-30, but the Carson Chargers covering the <laughs> seven-point spread. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, Baltimore at home with Denver. Denver's gotten off to a real nice start. Baltimore, I think, needs this game badly, and uh, they're giving points. Uh, but this is a game Baltimore needs. They've got a, Statistically, they've got a great team. They just you know, did not play very well out here a couple of weeks ago. No, and, and here, here's what's going on with Baltimore. Joe Flacco, you can watch him. After two series, you kind of know where he's going. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if he's into the game and he's playing well, he's fired up, they're going to win and cover. If he's just hanging hanging his head and going up to the line slowly, they usually lose almost every single one of those games. But the problem here for Denver is it's the first road game of the season. And I don't think they play good competition. And on top of that, I think John Brown, he might be a guy that makes a difference in this game. He might hit on a big, a couple big, you know, long balls here. And Denver could be without their starting right tackle. Baltimore at home. Give me, give me, give me the Ravens here. Laying the uh, five, five and a half, twenty-four seven. That'd be a big yep. win for Baltimore. Um, I watched Pittsburgh last weekend. Pittsburgh, I mean, there are no playmakers on defense. Their secondary is worse than what it was a year ago. And then here they have to go to Tampa on a Monday night to play the Buccaneers and red-hot Connor McGregor. That's actually Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he looked like Connor McGregor. <laughs> and and Pittsburgh, I mean, this 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 line has been going back and forth. It's been a tight line. Um, how do you see this one? Pittsburgh at Tampa. Yeah, you know, I, he does. I mean, he looks like Conor McGregor. I mean, he's having fun also. These press conferences are great. Yeah, you hit on a point. I don't think the Pittsburgh DPs are one step slow. I think they're like two and three steps yeah. slow. Yeah. There's something going on. They get some real problems. They never replace Ryan Chazier. You know, everyone's talking about Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Talk about Ryan Chazier. Yeah. They don't have any playmakers on defense right now. And I think they're susceptible to teams that have – Weapons on offense, and believe it or not, Tampa Bay's got three really good receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even good when the kid they got from from Penn State is really coming into his own. Everyone talks about Deshaun Jackson, but uh, they got three guys. They got two tight ends that can, you know, get get the ball down the seam and make big plays here. So uh, I think Tampa Bay, believe it or not, how about this? The state of Florida could have three three and O teams. Wow. I'm taking Tampa Bay, wrong team's favorite, 28-20. Yeah, wow. That would be amazing, amazing. All right, so we ask you every week what you got going on because if people go to ParamountSports.com, they can get all of this inside information and more. But what's your special this week? Special this week, uh, two different options. Uh, they want to just get today's action, five games, $55 in the NFL. Uh, actually had a losing week last week, rare losing week for me in the NFL. We still had a winning week because we went 5-1 and one in the college football and hit on all three big plays. But five games in the NFL, $55. You want to get from now through Monday, October 1st. This is my executive phone service where we rate the games from 10 to 50 units. 
Use coupon code SAVE300, just $197 for almost two weeks of action. It's all available at ParamountSports.com. Or they can always reach me here at the office and order through our office, 800-400-9741. Give me that coupon again, Lee. SAVE300. Save Don't put any space in between the word and the number, S-A-V-E-300. Well, the game we're counting down to today is Baltimore. I'm sorry, uh, the Bengals at Carolina. Carolina is uh, at home. And I'll tell you, Lee, last week I was watching them against Atlanta. That defense that Carolina has is really susceptible of perimeter uh, Mm -hmm. damage, and that's what Cincinnati seems to do best. No Joe Mixon. uh, The starting center's out. How do you see this one? That's that's the biggest problem. And when Mixon is out, I think what we're going to see is when he's in, I mean, I think this offense is loaded. I think that they're 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 usually running on you know on all cylinders. They're a tough tough team to stop. But without him, I think they're going to be hard pressed to even come close to replace him. I think the difference between Nick Mixon and the next guy is is huge. Yeah. And a lot of guys, you know, that can play for you know in certain situations or a quarter, but a whole game, I don't know if they can get by without him. And uh, I think the Carolina pass rush might be able to pin their ears back. And if they get into some third and six, third and eight situations, that's where they run into trouble. Okay. Uh, Carolina last week, just surprising. They're down by seven, a minute 50 going in the game, and they're walking up to the line of scrimmage oh, no. after after each completion. They're not hustling. So uh, it was shocking uh, to see that, but they are at home. They seem to be a different team at home. I, I think this might be the game where they start putting it all together here. I, I like Carolina here, 27-16 over Cincinnati. We'll see how it all plays out later on this afternoon on both of these radio stations. Lee Sterling knows his stuff at ParamountSports.com. Do there. Go there today. Do yourself a favor. Lee, we'll talk next week. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, Ken. And we'll let you know how he does. That's the important thing. How does he do it? Lee Sterling. All right. uh, The Bengals have an issue on the offensive line this week. They've had issues on the right side of their offensive line really since the summer. Uh, but last week, Bobby Hart and Alex Redman played very well on the right side. Did not allow a sack. You know, some pressures. Every every uh, line is going to allow pressure. But no sacks allowed by that line last week. But the question becomes, what about Billy Price, who is out this week? Uh, Billy Price will not play. I'm guessing, and this is just a guess. We'll know more when uh, Dan Horde, Dave Lapham check in about 1135. But I'm guessing... Trey Hopkins slides in and plays center. That would be my guess. I, You know, you could mix it up. You could slide Jake Fisher somewhere and move Redmond to center and all that. I, mean, I just think if you've got one position you've got to fix, you don't move two positions to fix it. So it's probably going to be. Uh, backing up Billy Price, who's out, probably be Trey Hopkins today. But we'll find out here in about, uh, about uh, 45 minutes. By the way, the uh, plan to protect the quarterback is brought to you by Cincinnati Retro Foam. Insulate your home with Cincinnati Retro Foam by calling 771-FOAM or visit 771-FOAM.com. Coming up on 1049. 1049 on this Sunday morning on 700 WLW and ESPN 1530. 1055 News Radio 700 WLW. It's the Energy Pellets of America pregame show presented by your greater Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. I am Ken Brew. Welcome back. Bengals and Carolina Panthers on the horizon a little more than two hours from now. 
Can't wait, can't wait. Pre-game sports talk, by the way, brought to you in part by A.E. Door and Window Company. They sell the best, they service the rest. You may be driving around in, the, in your car right now, perhaps listening, lying on your bed in your pajamas on a lazy Sunday morning. You may be preparing to take the family out to church or lunch or breakfast or whatever. And you may be asking yourself, who lit the NFL up last week? Well, you're lucky I'm here. I have the answer to that. Courtesy of Serval Electric Contractors, residential, commercial, industrial, Serval serves them all. I'm telling you, I am just absolutely flabbergasted. And I don't get flabbergasted easily, but I am flabbergasted. By the way, Ryan Fitzpatrick is quarterbacking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, he has eight touchdown passes and one interception through two games. He had four his first week in a win over New Orleans. He had four last week in a win over the Eagles. And Ryan Fitzpatrick has made a lot of money in this in this game on a modicum of amount of talent. But one thing Fitzpatrick is, is he's gamey. He'll stick his nose in there. He'll do whatever, whatever it takes. And he's level-headed. And he's smart, obviously, because we all know where he went to college. But my point is, is that sometimes during the NFL season, you find players who you knew, but you really didn't know, who you remember, but you really don't remember what they can do. And as Ryan Fitzpatrick's career has weaved its way through places like St. Louis and the Bengals and the Bills and the Titans and the Texans and the Jets and now to Tampa, this dude is he's a survivor. I think unless Ryan Fitzpatrick completely, completely uh, spits the bit, as they like to say back on the farm, in, today, in tomorrow night's game against the Steelers. There's no way on God's green earth Jameis Winston is going to get that starting job back. In fact, there are a lot of people that think Jameis Winston should never quarterback another game for the Buccaneers. He's due for a big, big payday after this year. And what are you paying the dude for? What exactly has Jameis Winston done? So I would say who lit up the NFL the first two weeks? A lot of players. Ryan Fitzpatrick, though, I think did it best of all. A little deeper look into this uh, Ravens-Broncos game. First road game of the year for the Broncos after home wins against Seattle and Oakland. It is back home for the Ravens. This is big for the Ravens. They're 1-1 one one in a division where the Bengals are 2-0 and and have already beaten the Ravens, and the next three for the Ravens are on the road. Uh, Case Keenum for Detroit, uh, for Denver. What a, what a, I mean, it was a solid signing. I wouldn't say it was a... <sighs> I mean, we all know what Case Keenum did last year. The Broncos' offense the last two seasons. Last year, they averaged 18 points a game. Through two games this year, they're averaging about 24 points per game. In the red zone, they're much better, twice as better last year than they are through two games of this year. You've got to be careful now. The sample size in 2018 is very, is very small. But this is what Keenum is doing specifically. He is a great fourth-quarter quarterback. Uh, his completion percentage is a pedestrian, 54 55% during the first three quarters of uh, games so far this year. But in fourth quarter of games, in those two wins, in the fourth quarter, he's completing 70% of his passes. That's pretty darn good. And he also has thrown four interceptions this year, which is a problem. But the problem with that Broncos team the last couple of years is their offense showed no life and their defense was pretty darn good. Two games into this season, Von Miller has more sacks 
than 10 NFL teams combined. Von Miller has four sacks. That's more than 10 NFL teams have with all of their players. And, of course, Von Miller, Joe Flacco, this is going to be interesting today. Flacco got pressured 20 times last week against the Bengals. He is a night and day quarterback with pressure in his face. Joe Flacco looked completely disinterested last week on the field against the Bengals. Body language, horrible. You heard Sterling talk about it here in the last few uh, few minutes. Horrible. So if Von Miller gets up in Joe Flacco's face today and does to Flacco what the Bengals did to him last week, this is going to be a tough out for the Ravens at home. But they need this game badly. Straight ahead, Vinny Iyer, SportingNews.com. On today's game in Charlotte and some other tidbits around the National Football League. As the Energy Pellets of America pregame show continues... And it's presented by your Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers on ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW. Drink responsibly. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. It's football time. This is the Energy Pellets of America pregame sports talk presented by your local Toyota dealers. Pregame sports talk is brought to you by your local Toyota dealers. Visit buyatoyota.com for all Toyota offers. Toyota, let's go places. Yingling Locker, spread your wings. Rising Star Casino in Rising Sun, Indiana, where you can play, stay, and get away. CBTS, a Cincinnati Bell Company. Technology solutions for business. Your tri-state Chevy dealers. Check out their award-winning lineup only at your tri-state Chevy dealer. Miami Valley Gaming. Get ready to get lucky at Miami Valley Gaming. Nixco Plumbing. Don't go to the average Joe. Call Nixco, the healthcare management group, providing greater healthcare for greater Cincinnati. Stone Statements. Bring your dream kitchen to life. StoneStatements.com. Logan Services, the home of fast-friendly services. Logan Services. Performance Kings Honda. They'll put a smile on your face. Every customer, every vehicle, every day. And by Energy Pellets of America. Premium wood pellet fuel for stoves and boilers. Visit Byheat. We the best on three. One, two, three. We the best. On 700 WLW, the home of the best Bengals coverage. And welcome. We're less than two hours now to kick off in Charlotte between the Carolina Panthers and your Cincinnati Bengals. Welcome back to the show. Might be as good a time as any to check out who's hurt and who's not. The injury report is brought to you by, by the Healthcare Management Group, providing greater care for greater Cincinnati. For your Bengals, Joe Mixon and Billy Price, out, not playing. In both cases, may not play next week. Questionable, which means 50-50. Linebacker Preston Brown, defensive end Michael Johnson. As for the Carolina Panthers, out, tight end Greg Olson. Out, wide receiver Curtis Samuel. Out, safety Donora Searcy. Out, guard Trey Turner. Questionable, which again, 50%. Maybe so, maybe no. Wide receiver, Demir Bird, cornerback Dante Jackson. The injury report, which will, of course, be updated with inactives, coming up here in just about a half an hour. He is the national, national football league writer for the SportingNews.com, and anybody that knows anything about football knows to read our good buddy Vinny Iyer. Standing by right now on the acute hearing crystal clear hotline, Vinny, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good to have you, buddy. Good. How's it going, Ken? 
Uh, two weeks so far so good. I'm interested in today because, I like you, I watched the Panthers play last week against the Falcons, and I saw their game against the Cowboys, and um, I, I just, it seems to me like this is, this is a Carolina team that seems more centric around Cam Newton this year than in years past. I know it's only two weeks, but uh, do you see it the same way? Yeah, I think to a degree they've been like that for a while, but uh, there are some uh, different things happening in this offense where uh, we'll have to see what the kind of role that DJ Moore is going to play here after finally getting involved in the second game and uh, having a touchdown on his first NFL catch. So we'll see if uh, he can get the offense ripped up. But these other receivers, uh, namely a lot of dump-offs to uh, Christian McCaffrey so far that have been somewhat effective, but uh, I think he's still getting the feel of all these uh, adjusted weapons around him, uh, some familiar guys missing as well with uh, Greg Olson uh, having the foot injury. So a little bit of adjustment process, but so far uh, you've seen uh, great results and then uh, not so good ones in a week one. Yeah, McCaffrey um, seems to be blossoming. I don't know if it's just because maybe Olson is out and he has to throw somewhere. But it just it seems to me like maybe he's coming into his own, or do you think that's just a byproduct of not having some things around Cam Newton? Well, I, I think uh, you, you look at these uh, new running backs, uh, Alvin Kamara, the way he was a big part of the passing game last year, Kareem Hunt. Now you have Saquon Barkley by necessity, sometimes mm-hmm. because your offensive line is no good and you have to get the ball out quickly, and the Panthers certainly have issues there up front where they can't just hang in there and have uh, Cam Newton throw a deep ball, so... These type of specialized backs uh, have become workhorses in their own way, where they're always out there and uh, trying to create mismatches. Yeah. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, Carolina defensively. I, I mean, I watched last week's game. I mean, the, the game against the Falcons was disturbing in that they allowed Ryan to get outside the pocket. I think he had two rushing touchdowns for the first time since he was in college. Uh, is there? Are you noticing anything with their perimeter defense that might uh, that might be a problem well that is definitely the weakness it was a weakness uh, coming in as well as uh, to look at their safeties as being a deficiency as well so i think everyone knew that uh, the cowboys just simply didn't test that secondary uh, much with their receivers and uh, the bengals uh, should feel pretty confident the way that aj green is playing and the way tyler boyd is playing uh, get some big plays outside maybe in the slot james bradbury did a pretty good job on julio jones uh, A.J. Green, I think you don't want to get him locked into that matchup too much with Bradbury. Move him around a little bit, uh, get him in a good spot to succeed, and Bill Lazor, I think, will do that. Why do you think the Bengals are playing as well as they are when so many people before the season really weren't buying into, you know, this this team, this offense, this defense, Marvin Lewis? Um, I, 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 I think they're surprising a lot of people. What has surprised you about them, if anything? Well, I think what surprised me is just the way the offense has come out so crisp and uh, delivering after it was very bad last year. I know it's a different scheme, got different players. The offensive line looks uh, reasonable now. And uh, having Joe Mixon was a big part of it. We'll see how they fare without him here. It's going to be a bit of more committee approach than I think people would expect here. But uh, that's the way they have to do See see if uh, they can keep it up in the running game and then Look, looking at this past game, I think some of these weapons are coming together finally. Uh, tr- these pieces, Boyd and Ross, together with AJ Green. So you've missed that a little bit. They've had a little lull in that, but now I think it's a real test here because I'd say when you look at the Colts and Ravens, you have a pretty poor AFC opponent and a uh, probably middle of the road AFC opponent. So now you get a 
top flight NFC opponent. Yeah. I think that's a, a good litmus test to see if the team is going to be a factor in the AFC. Benny Iyer is our guest. He is the national National Football League writer for SportingNews.com. You can read him right now. I'll tell you what, I look at the AFC North, and I'm shocked at how bad it is. I know Cleveland was going to go through some growing pains. Baltimore came in here, Vinny, last week. Joe Flacco looked like he wanted to be anywhere but on the field at Paul Brown Stadium. And the Steelers look like they're coming apart at the seams. I, I'm, I'm genuinely shocked at, the, at, the, uh, at the, the lack of competitiveness inside this division by that almost as much as I'm shocked that the Bengals have looked as good as they've looked the first two weeks. I don't know what's going on with the AFC North, but if you're named Baltimore or Pittsburgh, it's not good. No, it's not, and I think Baltimore has a few more positive things actually going on in Pittsburgh at the moment, but injuries are there, lingering for the Ravens especially. The Steelers have one big guy that isn't there, and mm. Le'Veon Bell, one guy who's not coming back, and Ryan Shazier. I think the Shazier loss is immediately seen here, but I think the Bell loss, we saw some of it against Kansas City where James Conner without David DeCaster is not a guy who's going to create in the running game, so... They're battling some uh, just identity issues. I think both of those teams are in trying to make this transition well. The one thing, good thing about the Bengals, they're going to stick to their identity, and you know what it's been for a long time with Marvin Lewis, uh, try to win on both lines and uh, get a few big plays here and there. Yeah, it's. I, you're, I think you're dead on with that Steeler observation because there, there's nobody making plays on that Steelers defense. It's one thing to lose Bell, who's a, an elite player, but Bell can't play defensive tackle. I just, it, to me, it's, it's, they knew they weren't going to have Shazier back uh, this season. They knew it. And yet it doesn't seem like they tried to address it in any way. And their secondary is, it's worse than it was last year. I, I don't, uh, I don't understand what the thinking was in Pittsburgh in the offseason. You got any idea? No, I think the problem is that this is when they needed to make a few splashy pickups, and they don't tend to do that. They wait and wait until their young players develop into hopefully what they hope are special players, and some have come along faster than others. And you look at this defense now, there's not much that scares you. It used to be intimidating to face it. Uh, they're also built to play with the lead, uh, be complementary to their offense. But now teams that have come out early, you saw the, what they were able to do the Chiefs and uh, throwing the ball downfield, very aggressive, getting the lead and turning to the tables on the Steelers where they're the ones uh, playing from behind. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and it's uh, not a good formula for them. And I, I don't know if it's necessarily could be fixed because you can't suddenly uh, change all your personnel if uh, that's the biggest issue. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I think there's some butterflies in New England too. I mean, if they're going out and getting... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Getting Josh Gordon. Um, they, they may have a few concerns about what's going on up there as well. I, I think it's fascinating. Just watching how this league changes from year to year and how teams that you think are going to be there, eh, they stumble out of the gate, and teams that you don't think are going to be there, they're out of the gate strongly. This is, of all the major sports, this is, the I think, the hardest for, to predict because the rosters change so much. Not so much in baseball and basketball, 
But in football, roster turnover year to year, it just makes it so difficult to predict what teams are going to do, I think. Yeah, I mean, you're right. That's one of the things. The schedules really play a part when you don't know what team you're getting at what time. Yeah. And if they're in transition and you take advantage of that under schedule. So you really don't know where where your team's at until it competes in the playoffs and uh, seeing how it fares against the teams that are supposed to win big in the NFL. Right now, I think just the AFC in general is a lot weaker than the NFC. Uh, I think that's playing out here early. And I think with the Patriots, uh, it's the sense that they're the ones that went to the Super Bowl, but I think the Jaguars now have the control where this is the dominant defense where we saw mm. a couple of years ago yeah. with Seattle, the type that can carry a team all the way, or even Denver from a few years ago. It's that type of defense, and I think that's why the Patriots are a little concerned and uh, had to reload up here. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff on the radio and always online at SportingNews.com. Thank you, Vinny. All right, thank you, Ken. Guy knows of what he speaks. That's why we like Vinny Iyer. Knows of what he speaks. By the way, pregame sports talk is brought to you in part by A.E. Door and Window Company. Bill Weber, great guy. Big, big Bengals fan. Always has been. A.E. Door and Window. They sell the best and they service the rest. So a lot to get to between now and 1130. And then it is the countdown to kick off with that rascal Wayne Boxmiller. It's great to have Box in the Bengal family here on 700 WLW. Coming up on 1117, you're listening to the Energy Pellets of America pregame show brought to you by your Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. And it continues next on ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW. Welcome back, 700 WLW, ESPN 1530. It's the Energy Pellets of America pregame show. Presented by your Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. Counting down to the Bengals and the Panthers. Going to be cloudy around here today. High near 71. Showers tonight. Low around 62. And then rain, rain, rain. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. 57 right now in Cincinnati. It's called hitting the post. Remember they used to have this this music bed as the... uh, Theme for Sunday Night Football. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts did it originally. And on this, a day late, but still with sincerity, we wish Joan Jett a happy birthday. Yes, yes, yes. Joan Jett. You know what she does? Just beat yourself up. From Winniewood, Pennsylvania, Joan Jett came upon this earth. 60 years ago yesterday, the genius Desmond Child co-wrote this song with Joan Jett. Our good buddy, Greg Ken. Remember we have Greg Ken on maybe two, three times a year? Greg Ken said that he did a concert with Joan Jett. Forget where he said it was, but she was the opening act, and then he, you know, the Greg Ken band was the was the uh, main attraction. Anyway... Greg's mother was in the, in the audience, and Joan's out there doing Joan. You know, leather, the whole thing, and snarling. And... So Ken told this story with me about two or three years ago. He says, after the concert, he said, I, my mom's backstage, and she goes up to Joan Jett. And she said, doesn't say, Joan, good concert. Joan, you sounded great. Joan, you had the audience going. She says, my mom walked up to her and said, Joan, 
Could you smile once or twice when you're on stage? It's just like, just like what? 60 years old as of yesterday. Still rock and roll. 1125 News Radio 700 WLW, 700 WLW, and ESPN 1530. Your homes for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, i got to do a little housekeeping here just to make sure we're all on the same page. At 11.30, we split. Well, I'm still here, but we split. Baseball will be the order of the day on 700 WLW, so I will continue on until noon. But at 11.30, if you're tuning in to hear Bengals pregame coverage, you need to go to ESPN 1530, and then you'll hear the Bengals game immediately after that. So we're doing the old split here at 11.30. It's the last time we'll have to do that this year, as I recall. Maybe not. Maybe we got one more Sunday. But anyway. That's how we roll here. So if you're looking for baseball, you keep it on 700. You're looking for the Bengals, you uh, flip it on over to ESPN 1530. Does that make sense? I hope it does. And now it's time to check the odds of today's games. Brought to you by Rising Star Casino and Rising Sun, Indiana, where you can play, stay, and get away. All right, here we go. Let's tee up the early games. Tennessee is at Jacksonville. You like Jacksonville? you got to give nine and a half. San Francisco at Kansas City, where Kansas City is giving six. New Orleans is at Atlanta. New Orleans at Atlanta. The Saints are getting two. Buffalo at Minnesota. Wow. Buffalo on the road, plus 16 and a half. The Indianapolis Colts are at Philadelphia, where the Colts are giving six and a half. Oakland at Miami. The Dolphins are giving three. Denver, Baltimore. Baltimore at home, six-point favorite. The Giants go to Houston. Two unbeaten teams. Houston is giving six. In Washington, D.C. today, Green Bay at the Redskins. The Redskins at home are getting two and a half. In what may be the best game of the day? The Los Angeles Chargers against the Los Angeles Rams. Or, as you heard Lee Sterling say an hour ago, it's the Carson Chargers. But the Chargers at the Rams, where the Rams are giving seven. 425 today, Dallas at Seattle. Dallas on the road is getting a point. Chicago at Arizona. At home, the Cardinals are getting six. New England at Detroit today. New England on the road and giving six and a half. Monday night football. Monday night, Tampa Bay at home with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Steelers are, and I can't believe this, a one-point favorite. I'm telling you that Chargers-Rams game is going to be the game of the day. This is just going to be fantastic. It's going to be a big day for running backs out in Los Angeles. You got... uh, Two guys that were drafted, first round, same draft. Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon. Gurley went 10th overall, Gordon 15th. Gurley and Gordon since 2017. In rushing attempts, Gurley second. Gordon third. In rushing yards, Gurley first, Gordon sixth. In scrimmage yards, Gurley first, Gordon fourth. Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon. Keep an eye on that. Both backs drafted within five spots of each other. In the 2015 NFL Draft. Other thing about this game that I'm looking at, I can't wait for it. 
Chargers pass defense. Watch out Jared Goff. Chargers defense since 2017. The Chargers, third in the league in yards per game. Fourth in the league in hurries. Sixth in the league in sacks. Chargers and Rams coming up today a little after 4 o'clock. But we're waiting on the Bengals and the Panthers. That's straight ahead on ESPN 1530. You want baseball? Stay tuned. That's straight ahead right here on 700 WLW Cincinnati. Now, the Mercy Health Injury Hotline presents Sunday morning sports talk with Ken Brew. To you by Mercy Health. Call Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Sports Injury Hotline at 844-9-GO-PLAY for a same-day or next business day appointment. Now, Sunday morning sports talk on News Radio 700 WLW. Welcome back, 1136. I am Ken Brew. We are uh, counting down to Reds baseball. If you're looking for the Bengals again, they are on ESPN 1530 and 1027 WEBN. So I just, uh, I mean, it's just the way it works here. It's We have so many sports franchises here that we broadcast. We just, uh, some days, it's just a chess game, particularly during baseball season. Baseball season will be over after next Sunday, so that's why everything is is getting moved around right now. So again, if you want, if you want Red, you want me for the next half hour, great. Love to have you. Uh, as we lead into Reds baseball, if you're looking for Bengals talk, pregame show is on ESPN 1530 and 1027WEBN. So there is that. Another 90-loss season for your Cincinnati Bengals. That confirmed last night after they lost to the Miami Marlins. This, for all of what has been made after the firing of Brian Price, this has just been, it's just been a bad season. This is not a good team. It just isn't. It's good at a number of different positions and not good at a number of different positions. And it is woefully weak at starting pitching. And for as much as we get excited about Luis Castillo and what he's doing or what he's done, and you know, I don't mean to, to dismiss what he's done, it's he's pitched well, and in some cases, like the other night, brilliantly, it's just not enough. And everybody else after him is kind of the same guy. They all throw the same number of pitches to get through the same few innings. And I've heard talk from a lot of different people, and people that I respect, who say, you know, uh, that's the norm in Major League Baseball anymore. Five innings. If you can get five innings out of a starter, well, then you're fine. You just build your bullpen up. And um, I don't buy that. I think if you look around and you look at the contending teams in baseball, you can see exactly what their starting pitchers are doing and how most have starters that are pitch efficient. And the Reds don't have that. And they don't have it because they haven't developed it in their minor league system. Not just this year, last year, but consistently over the last five to ten years. And that's why they're in the situation they're in. They can bring all of these guys back. Sal Romano, uh, Tyler Malley, Luis Castillo, Anthony Desclafani, you name it. They're going to be in the same boat as they were last year. The year before, and the year before that, they'll be in the same boat in 2019. They have to go find better starting pitching at the top of their rotation, or they're going nowhere again next year. And to get it, you're going to have to get it one of two ways. You're either going to have to trade for it or sign it in free agency. 
And either way, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you, if you sign it, a lot of money. Probably money that is not well spent, not exactly cost-effective, but it will buy you better than what, than what you have now. And if you are going to trade for it, you're going to have to trade something or someone of value. You're not going to trade Billy Hamilton to somebody and get a bona fide number one starting pitcher. Not going to happen. Not going to trade Billy Hamilton or Scott Shebler or any other concoction you're going to come up with and get a pitcher that is bubbling below the major league level just ready to burst on the major league scene. Not going to happen. It's going to cost you established players. Scooter Jeanette would come to mind. I heard this last week, and I played the soundbite last week, and I want to reiterate what I heard from Bronson Royal last week on one of the Fox TV, uh, Fox Sports Ohio pregame shows. He had a great point, and to paraphrase him, he said, the problem with pitchers not being pitch efficient is that they're being asked to throw at max out from the first pitch of every game they start in minor league baseball. And because of that, because they're pitching to the gun, pitching to the speed gun, trying to impress the scouts and the coaches that they are being conditioned only to throw about five innings every time they pitch. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And that now has reached the major league level. And he said it's wrong. And one of the reasons why he lasted so long and one of the reasons why he was so pitch efficient and could pitch deep into games and give teams a lot of innings is because he didn't pitch to the gun. Now, there was a story this week on TheAthletic.com by a terrific writer, Eno Saris. I've had Eno on the show many, many times, and I'm happy that he's going to join us again here today. And he highlighted one pitcher who is the antithesis of what Arroyo was speaking of, the antithesis of throwing Max out from pitch one in every game. The pitcher is Kyle Freeland. He pitches for the Colorado Rockies. I'm not going to recite his statistics. They're easy to find. Point of the matter is there are pitchers out there that do that and do it effectively and pitch more than an average of five innings a game. Eno Saris is joining us now on the hotline. Eno, good morning. How you doing? Hey, thanks for having me on. All right, so your thoughts on that, that at the lowest levels of the minors, at rookie ball, that these guys are just coached to throw to the gun, to throw max out, and that's one of the reasons why they think it's the norm to go five and throw 100 pitches to get there. Seems to me that maybe Bronson Arroyo is on to something. Oh, he's totally on to something, and I think it even starts earlier than that. Uh, you know, there's this thing called perfect game, which is uh, a way for scouts to see all the best high schoolers mm-hmm. in the nation. Uh, it's a way for people to get exposure, young young players in high school and uh, that just want to get recruited. And uh, at perfect game, they have the radar guns out. And one of the first things they'll ask is, how hard did you throw? Now, we also have exit velocity of those things, so they'll say, how hard did you hit it? So mm-hmm. now everyone's training to hit it hard and throw it hard. And 
Billy Epler, over uh, the GM over in Anaheim, said that the number one predictor of future success for a pitcher is fastball velocity. So everyone's keyed into velocity from high school on, and you can see it at the major league level, the difference between the maximum velocity for a pitcher and where he sits uh, is going down. It goes down precipitously in the postseason, uh, but it goes down from season to season as well. So I think he's 100% right. And there's a wrinkle, uh, the closer you throw to your personal max, uh, the more likely you are to injure yourself. So this is all tied into injuries. It's not necessarily the harder you throw, the more you're going to injure yourself. It's how hard you're throwing compared to your personal maximum. It seems counterintuitive, though, right? If you want to, if a pitcher is someone that you value, he's a commodity, right? I mean, this is a guy you want around your organization for a while then why wouldn't you do everything in your power to keep that guy, not necessarily from throwing hard, as you say, but not at exceeding what his max is? It just it just seems just dumb. It, I think it's a little bit short-sighted. Uh, I think teams uh, have kind of come to the idea, of like, well, we have these guys for six years. Uh, we'd rather have four or five really good years um, at their best velocity rather than try and save them for all six. Um yeah, but I think a guy like Freeland, and uh, there are a few other ones, Sale, Chris Sale actually, when he was in Chicago, stepped back his uh, velocity a little bit so that uh, he could uh, stay healthy longer. And I think his most recent injuries have been really interesting because I think he's uh, kind of been throwing harder than ever, and uh, here come the injuries. Right, so, right. And look at Hunter you know, Look at Hunter Green with, with uh, the Reds. He, They're hoping he doesn't need... Uh, surgery, uh, Tommy John surgery. They're resting him, seeing if he can get better over the wintertime. But obviously, obviously, this is a guy that, you know, his fastball is his, is his bread and butter pitch, and somebody either wasn't watching him or he hasn't figured out what his, his limits are yet. It, it's, to me, it's just, it's just, if, if you're, if you're going to invest that kind of money, draft pick and then contract or whatever it may be, uh, there, there, there's got to be more attention paid to the new metrics that are out there. Does that does that make sense? I, I think so, and I think the Yankees actually uh, have shown us a little bit of the way of the future. The Yankees are the hardest fastballs in baseball, but they also throw their fastballs less than any other team. Hmm. Um, so possibly we see kind of baseball turn itself on its head, where you establish your the strike zone with a slider, and the fastball becomes uh, you know, kind of pitching backwards where the fastball becomes the thing you break out every once in a while to, to blow it by them for a strike three. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it, there is a little element of cat and mouse. And I think that I see teams, um, you know, developing some pitchers with lots of, with lots of pitches. You know, I'm here in San Francisco and, you know, they've got these new, these two pitchers, Andrew Suarez and Derek Rodriguez that, you know, some of their pitches aren't the most amazing pitches that they've got. You know, like they, they, they throw pitches that may be below average if you just looked at them by themselves. But they both throw four or five pitches. And uh, they don't necessarily max out all the time. So, uh, and, that's, and that's given the, uh, the, the, the Giants as, as many problems as they have. They don't really have problems in terms of rotation depth. They, they seem to be able to turn out these guys that have four or five pitches uh, and, and can pitch uh, decently, if not to star level status. Um, so I, I think that there's a, a little element uh, of that already sort of rearing its head, and mm-hmm. you know the, the forward thinking, some forward thinking organizations may 
get out there and say, you know what, dive it back a half notch. I know your big flat fastball velocity is what got you uh, drafted, but you know now that you're in our organization, we'd rather keep you healthy for the next eight years. And the way we're going to do that is, you know, step it back a notch, maybe use the fastball a little bit less. Let's see your secondaries, uh, and let's develop uh, four pitches from you. You know, Saris is our guest from TheAthletic.com. The genesis of all of this is a story that he wrote this week on Kyle Freeland of the Colorado Rockies, who, you know, refers to as uh, you know, an old-school starting pitcher who throws all pitches and variations off pitchers and instead of throwing, pitches. Um, I'd like to think that everything old will be new again and Freeland is just the tip of it, <laughs> but I don't sense it's going back to the way it was. And this guy, I think, is going to make himself a lot of money if he can keep pitching the way he pitches. Well, here's another team for you. Like the Yankees, uh the Brewers uh, are doing something different. The Brewers have the worst rotation fastball velocity in the big leagues right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, they have a totally passable starting rotation that looks like it's going to get them to the postseason. And the way that they've done it is they have top five command. And that's another thing that Freeland did. Uh, he has the best command of a lefty to a right-handed batter in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the reasons I think that command has fallen out of favor is, is twofold. One, we have these guys who are throwing as hard as possible, and they just want to throw so hard that if they miss, it's 95 or 96, and the batter still has a hard time with it. Right. That's, that's one part. So right. they have sacrificed command. The other part is command is really, really hard to measure. It's something you can scout, but in order to measure it, and my favorite command stat was put together by stats, um, stats Inc. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they have people watching the game and they basically judge what they think the pitcher, what the intent of the pitcher was. So they use scouting reports, they use the pitcher's own tendencies, and then they say that was supposed to be a fastball up and away. Uh, this is where he normally throws his up and away fastball. He missed by this much. And by doing that and watching every game and every pitch and sort of judging intent, which is the hardest part of command, because mm-hmm. sometimes you want to throw it outside of the zone. Sometimes you want to waste the breaking ball in the dirt you know their command is how well did you uh execute your intent not necessarily how close it was to the strike zone right right and uh so there are these new stats now that i think that teams are getting a little bit better at judging command and if you look at the brewers they have a bunch of command artists zach davies um chase anderson they have a bunch of guys who can put the ball where they want to put it and that has allowed them to put together an undervalued uh, rotation. Yeah. So like you say, everything old is new again. These guys yeah, are yeah. starting to be able to judge command and go and get them. Well, that's, that's fascinating. Everything old is, is new again here, too. The Reds are going to lose in excess of 90. So I guess it fit. There's 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 a little synergy going for us here, too, in Cincinnati. By the way, uh, craft beer enthusiast, Eno Saris, have you had March 1st Orange Cream Pilsner? No, that sounds... Equal parts disgusting and fascinating. It's like drinking a creamsicle that's been dipped in alcohol. It's really, <laughs> really tasty. You might want to try that. That's awesome. Little, little, I like it. A little tip there. Step up, uh, up the the hazy IPA uh, aisle. So. Yes, that's a, right. Right. A couple of those ha- a couple of those things, and you're hazy all over the place. But it's uh, <laughs> I throw that out there, craft brewing expert that you are. Uh, you know, always great catching up with you. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Eno does these meetups with uh, his groups. His uh, does a chat on uh, theathletic.com, and they meet up uh, various ballparks around the country. They talk about baseball and craft beer. He does a blog about craft beer. It's very, very entertaining.
Uh, coming up on 1151, the inside pitch is on the horizon, and you are too, as we cu- cu- uh, cruise on until Reds baseball later on this afternoon. You're listening to Sunday Morning Sports Talk on 700 WLW. 11.56, it's Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Good morning. Bengal and Actives are out for this game today at uh, Charlotte, and no surprise, Billy Price not playing, Joe Mixon not playing. Cedric Obwehi not playing. And they're only going to go with two running backs. So that'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Again, game coverage on ESPN 1530 and 1027. WEBN, we've got Reds baseball in the inside pitch straight ahead. Email here from Tom. He says, I read an article about Sonny Gray and the Yankees possibly being available. And your thoughts? I like Sonny Gray. He's affordable. I think he's making like $6 million this year. The problem with Sonny Gray is, is I don't know if he's that big of an upgrade for the Reds. They need someone that is just somebody that can go out there and match up against the other guy's number one. And I don't know if Sonny Gray is that. Plus, he's going to be a free agent, if I'm not mistaken, after next season. So it would either have to be a situation where he signs a deal or uh, they bring him in and understand that he may be a free agent and – you know, just go to arbitration with the guy. But either way, I don't think it addresses their problems. John is on a cell. John, welcome to the show. Ken, how are you? All right, buddy. Hey, my uh, my son just went through the recruiting process as a, as a pitcher, mm-hmm. and uh, he just signed with a school. And I can tell you, uh, the school he signed with, the coach said to him, I've got a lot of schools bypassed you, didn't they? And my son said yes. And the reason is, is because he doesn't throw 95. But this coach appreciated the fact that he could hit his spots, mm-hmm. throw strikes. But unfortunately, the world of baseball recruiting is geared towards big marketing, uh, companies like Perfect Game and yep. Uh, yep. Uh, PBR and all this stuff. And it is it is sad because it is ruining the game, and it's also ruining arms. It, it is, John. You know, and I think that's – thanks for the call. That's what uh... – that's what Saris was talking about. That's what Kyle Freeland is. I think what you what, what we're grooming here is a bunch of kids that throw as opposed to pitch. And there's a huge difference. Speaking of pitch, the inside pitch next on 700 WLW. The Nation Station, 700 WLW, and the Tri-State Chevy dealers honor our service men and women and America.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.